I'm Blaine Gilmer. Welcome to Southeastern 14 daily coverage of the best conference in college sports, the Southeastern Conference. And it comes to you each and every day here on Southeastern 14. Like, subscribe, turn on notifications as we talk all things SEC football, baseball, basketball. It is all there for you right here on the channel. We've got game by game predictions. We have bold predictions for each team. We've got betting picks. We've got a weekly segment with Jake Crane from the Daily Wire. There's so much stuff here. But we also do some analytical pieces, uh, some deep dives, if you will. So we are going to look into Shane Beamer and South Carolina two years in to his run as compared to Will Muschamp's start two years into his run at South Carolina. Now. Before you get your hackles up and things like that, there are a couple of things right off the bat that do jump out as different And when talking to people around the program. Even with Will Muschamp having a nine-win season in his second year and also getting a raise just like Shane Beamer got a raise after his second year in the season, talking to people around the program it seems like morale is a little bit higher under Shane Beamer. He's a little bit more of a uh, energy guy in terms of uh, making everybody in the program feel good and feel a part of things than maybe than maybe Bus Champ was. So there may be a little bit higher morale around there. They like the culture, the way the culture is trending a little bit better at South Carolina. But I did think it was worth looking at the results on the field and comparing against what Muschamp did and kind of do a blind comparison to start off with. And the blind comparison that we're going to do is going to put up the accomplishments of both coaches and we're just going to examine and see, okay, who did they, who did they beat on the field in terms of the three SEC East opponents um, and how, what was their record against them how did they recruit, including the scramble class? And what do I mean by the scramble class? I mean the class that you were only a part of for just a little while because you got hired in December the year before and you only had a couple months to try to make something work out of that class. Uh, so we'll see how each handled that and averaged their first three recruiting classes, including that together, see how everything worked out, what was their record on the field, and so forth. So without further ado, let's go ahead and throw that up here. I'll just call them Coach 1 and Coach 2 for right now. The exact same record on the field. Both were given a raise, uh, an extension. So Will Muschamp ended up having a $200,000 uh, you know, raise for each year successive uh, on top of things. I think it totaled $4.7 million per year in terms of the raise that he received. Shane Beamer's raise uh, got him up to $6.125 million and a gradual every year exceeding of $250,000 is how much it bumps up. The recruiting averages of Coach 1, 19.6. The recruiting average of 0 .2, 38.6. And again, that includes the scramble class, 
that includes their first full class and their first their second full class. So both are including the class uh, that that came along with the year they were having success, and then we'll also compare going forward the year after they had that success. And then if you look at the record between against Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee, Coach One was three and three, and Coach Two was two and four. So which one was which? Will Muschamp was coach one, Shane Beamer, coach two. So let's dive into it a little bit. Steve Spurrier and company did not have a great year in 2015, three and nine. He was gone about six games through the season, and they ended up hiring Muschamp in December of 2015. So that scramble class he had from the uh, December when he was hired to February to try to pick things up and get things together and ended up keeping salvaging a 24th ranked class in the country over there. Some of the guys that were a part of that class that they signed, he had uh, Jake Bentley uh, in that class, Brian Edwards in that class. Um, so there was, there was still some, some talent there that they ended up bringing in as a part of that scramble class, I call it. And then the, fir- the next two years that Muschamp was recruiting for South Carolina, the national rankings for him went up to 16th in the country, bringing in guys like Jemias Williams, uh, bringing in guys like Javon Kinlaw, um, you know, so not the banner classes, so to speak, yet. But then the next class in 2018, Muschamp brings in, goes down to 19th and brings in some games that are a little bit more familiar. Josh Van was a part of that class. Dakarian Joyner, uh, who's still with the program. Uh, Kinsley and Nogbray, J.C. Horn. So you start to see some of those guys come in to the class. So that would be your class of 2016, 2017, and 2018 had an average of 19.6 ranked in the country. So just a little bit over 19th in the country is what they were averaging under Muschamp in the scramble years and then his first two years. Now you look at the scramble year for South Carolina. This is including NIL, including transfer portal, all of this stuff that changed, okay, right when Shane Beamer was coming in to be the head coach for South Carolina. They had a national rank of 72, and that's including even Jordan Strong. That's including um, bring, bringing him in as a transfer and a couple other guys they brought in as transfers. Of course, uh, Spencer Rattler comes in as a transfer. So, you know, in the next year. So things got going under Beamer, but that scramble class wasn't great. Brings down his average a little bit on that. But you talk about the next two years, and when you're talking about South Carolina, they – made up for it in a hurry, jumped back up to 28th in the country the next year. Um, Stone Blanton was a guy, Nick Emin Warrior, Tanner, Tanner Bailey. He hasn't played yet at, at quarterback, but he's a guy that I think they've, they've got some excitement about. Um, Emory Floyd. So there are some signs of life in recruiting that second year. And then 2023 comes around and gets up to 16th. So in the first two, even if you're dropping the the lowest class out for each, drop the scramble class in the first two seasons, still the highest recruiting ranking, national recruiting ranking as a team for Beamer 
and for Muschamp was 16th in the country those years. And that's with landing Nick Harbor, okay, at wide receiver, one of the the biggest commits ever in South Carolina history, five-star guy uh, out of Washington, D.C. That's with him in the 2023 class. That's with Grayson Howard in the 2023 class, Xavier McLeod. I mean, there's lots of guys that Dontavious Braswell, lots of talented guys, uh, Lenore Sellers at quarterback that have come in and still a number 16. So the question is, what's it going to take for South Carolina to get to the point where they're in a top 10 in recruiting uh, and that they're able to stack up those kind of athletes? That's what we're looking to get to. Now, when it comes to on the field, I, I did say Shane Beamer has gone two and four against Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee, where Will Muschamp went three and three in his first two years against Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. Now, going into the Tennessee game last year, Shane Beamer and company had every opportunity to, you know, just fold like a lawn chair, but they didn't. So that speaks to the culture part that I'm talking about and the morale that I'm talking about that he was able to keep South Carolina focused after they got throttled by Florida, a not very good Florida team, 38 to six, and then they turn around and hang 63 points on Tennessee. One of Tennessee, who was one of the better teams in the country, was looking to be playoff bound last year, and they absolutely demolished them in Columbia. So that was big. And then they beat Clemson, something that Will Muschamp never did. He was able to beat uh, Dabo Sweeney. And Clemson was Shane Beamer in year two, and Will Muschamp was not able to in those first couple of seasons there. So the question is, how can South Carolina, even though they are recruiting, you look at the 2024 class, people want to view, hey, South Carolina is recruiting better under Shane Beamer, and they do get a couple of big prospects. And, you know, Dylan Stewart is there. He's another highly, highly ranked prospect, just like Nick Harbor from last year. Um, Cam Pringle is there, a four-star guy. Uh, they've got Mazio Bennett, who's part of this class. So there are some talented guys there in this class of 2024 that are stacking up right now. But still, you look at the team rank, they're 18th in the country right now. It's not like it's looking to be a top 10 class. Right now, they're ranked 10th in the SEC. So to say that, to bolster that even more, I think that Shane Beamer and company have to do better than Will Muschamp and company did in year three of his tenure because they, they go nine and four in the 2017 season. And then in 2018, Will Muschamp and company take a step back and go seven and six. That's, that's where things plagued them. Um, they had a big loss to Georgia that year, 41-17, and they lost by 14 points to, to Kentucky on the road. They lost two games by seven points total. So you had a three-point loss to Texas A&M in October of that year, and then you, Will Muschamp and company lost to Florida that year by four points, 35-31 on the road to the Gators. So a couple of close losses there that could have kind of swung momentum a little bit back to being, hey, you're you're seven points away 
from being a nine-win team once again under Will Muschamp, but they go seven and six. So my question is, what is the success level that South Carolina needs to achieve in year three for the program to continue to feel like it's trending in a different direction than it was under Muschamp? What is that number? So is it eight wins this year? Is it nine wins? Do, do people expect them to get to double digits after last year under Beamer? I just want to know your thoughts. What are what do you think looks like success for South Carolina in year three? Because I agree, the intangibles, the feeling of, hey, it feels different, the vibe is different under Shane Beamer, even though the record is the exact same. What is realistic? What are the expectations for South Carolina in year three? Let's look at kind of just the toss-up games. We know they're going to beat Furman. I feel like they'll have a decent chance of beating Mississippi State at home. Georgia's probably a loss, so that puts you – those games are two and one. Let's look at the toss-up games. Well, first of all, I think they're better than Florida, so let's say three and one there. Let's chalk up three wins. They should be able to beat Vanderbilt. There's four wins right there. Jacksonville State, that's five wins. Now let's look at the games I view as toss-up games. North Carolina would be a toss-up game. Tennessee, toss-up game. At Missouri, not an easy one. I don't care which Columbia you're playing at, Columbia, Missouri, or Columbia, South Carolina, tough game. Texas A&M, toss-up game. Kentucky, toss-up game. And Clemson, a toss-up game. So those, you got six games there that are total toss-ups. How do you handle those those six games? If you're able to make sure, like I said, you take care of business against Vanderbilt, Jacksonville State, Florida, that's three victories, Furman, and Mississippi State, that's five. So how many of those other six can you can you accomplish? I think if you were able to win three of those games and get you get you to to eight wins. Okay, eight wins, nine wins this year. I think the program feels like it's continuing on the right trajectory because I do believe Shane Bremer brings a lot of excitement. I do believe he's going to continue to to recruit well. And now they do have the benefit of the transfer portal. They do have the benefit of NIL and things like that. So got to keep the momentum going in year three. But what are your guys' thoughts? Same records on the field, but totally different vibe, it seems like, in in recruiting and just morale around the program. But it's interesting to see how similar is this a ceiling just for the South Carolina program as a whole? Can they get back to the the glory days, the 11-win the season type deals that Steve Spurrier was able to accomplish there? What are your thoughts on that? Or is Shane Beamer the guy that is going to restore South Carolina to the promised land and get them to be a playoff contender there in Columbia. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, turn on notifications. We bring you SEC coverage each and every day for everyone at Southeastern 14. I am Blaine Gilmer. We'll catch you next time to talk more SEC sports here on Southeastern 14. Thank <laughs> you.